how's it going, Wes Barkley? Hey, worldwide. I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm doing all right. You know what I've been thinking about lately? No, what's been on your mind, brother? Fucking Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Has it been happening? It's It has been. And you know what I've, it's, what's what been happening? What? We're thinking about how he was a pretty handsome guy. Yeah. All things considered. He was a monster of a man. Sure. A gorilla. A monsoon. A gorilla, if you would. But a very handsome guy. And you know what? What's Ask that? You shall receive because thrift store jobber. That's right. At thrift store jobber. Instagram, Etsy, eBay, and etc. And that's right. At uh, thrift store jobber.bigcartel.com. He's got the t shirt for me and the t shirt for y'all. It's Gorilla Monsoon inside of a heart. I love Lucy style. And then sleeve print. Remember those? Exclusive. Sleeve print. Exclusive. Says Gorilla Monsoon inside of a nice little heart. It's black and white. And the price is right. $17.99. So hop on that boy because he's going to be printing them. And then it's out. And it's, what is it? Worldwide. A doozy. Thanks. Oh, son of a bitch. Will you stop? A doozy on three. Will you stop? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get this week's episode started, we want to, of course, give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring this show to you for free each and every week. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY. You can check out enamel pins and all sorts of fun things they've got going on there. Midnight Express t-shirt. Ooh, yeah, there you go. And also, of course, Angelo's Pizza, who helps keep us fed and of course pizza available to you at our live events and as always check everything we've got going on at powerbomb.tv you can that's s- wrong it's not dot tv no it's independent wrestling.tv yeah they rebranded they rebranded fuck my life just <sighs> keep going let's keep going independent wrestling.tv you can check us out stream all of our past shows as they rotate in I'm not editing, out of that. I'm not editing that out either. We're just going to roll with it. All right. It's hard it's it's hard getting, you know, new year, new branding. It is so much. We'll get these commercials. So down much change eventually. Duke's still here though. That damn right I am. Well, yeah, you said it. So we'll get to that. On this week's episode, we're going to cover Hell on Earth which happened back in November 2018. And uh, boy, do we have a lot to cover there. There were so many things that happened before the show even took place, let alone the actual show. Uh, On this episode, you will hear the voices of the Duke, as already mentioned. Uh, The bone collector, Dominic Garini, is here. Alex Worldwide Keller, likely to chime in. Of course, as always, AIW owner, John Thorne. And my name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. So... This is nice. We're back after a really long break. You yeah, know? we recorded quite a bit. Breaking, breaking down the third, the fourth wall. What is it? The third wall? The fourth, fourth. wall? Breaking down the fourth wall. We haven't recorded since November. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Before Hell on Earth even took place. People really uh, want to know more about the man known as Kaplan. Yeah, well, you know, we, we decided to record a bunch of episodes to just get prepared for the holidays. And then you when know. he was done, did he just walk off into the fog? Out of, Kaplan? Out of the, yeah, out of the house. And oh yeah, disappear. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him since. I, I don't. I'm not surprised. We have no. We have no clue if his body took to the new eye. We we have no clue. Yeah, the new eye. I did not listen to the Kaplan podcast because I felt I've already lived it, so I didn't listen. Oh to yeah, it. he's like blind in one eye now, and he was he was getting another human eye like implanted into his eye so he could see. Yeah. Oh, hopefully that's not evil. That's what he was saying. Could, yeah, it could go into his brain and take it over. That's what he was saying. So. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we had to do this. You know, I had to dust off the podcast equipment. <laughs> do like the old Nintendo? Do you have to like blow in or anything? Yeah, this is working so far so good, you know? Yeah, well, good. Well, Mr. Whiskers is eyeing up worldwide like he stole something. You gotta watch out for Whiskers. Well, let's start. <laughs> You're gonna get a pounce in about two, two minutes. We'll start with the, the week of we had to have plenty of replacements. And uh, people always want to know that. Uh, the first, of course, was all ego Ethan Page. Well, see, like uh, well, the replacements happened uh, sporadically as the event was developing. Yeah. Uh, you know, David Arquette had been locked down for months. Oh, that's true. That was our original. And uh, you know, it was it, this was something that we I had been working on for. I would say whenever whenever David Arquette started wrestling again, I started getting the wheels actually last year at wrestlemania weekend is when the first time i asked him when we met him yeah. at that at uh, that bar at that weird bar 
And then he started wrestling again, and I started kind of sending feelers out. And I guess him and Magnum CK struck up a friendship somehow through, like, Twitter DMs or something. And, uh, you know, so this was in the... This was in the works for a while, and uh, finally, you know, we we set everything and booking. I I don't know how it is for everyone in the book, Dave or Cap, but this this time in particular for us, it was like such a strange situation because it's like I was trying to talk to him direct, and then it turned into you know some other promoters were involved, and then uh, we had to deal with like his assistants, and then everything had to go through his wife. And we were like going back and forth. Like I have a, I have like David Arquette's like a, a photocopy of his license in my email somewhere. Like instead of like a being a, like a wrestler that sends like uh, here's my name and date of birth. Like I just got the full get the full David Arquette license photocopy. Uh, so there's like a there's like assistants involved and wives involved. Yeah, he wants he wants to make it legal. He wants to fill out that W nine so we can get his ten ninety nine. I don't even know on. who he's married to anymore. I was just it's thinking not was, Courtney Cox. That's, that's all I, I always, know for sure. Yeah. I always just think of him being with Courtney Cox. Like yeah. it never I don't I, I, it never ended. I believe her name's Chris, Christina. Christina Arquette, Christine Arquette, something like that. So she's in my email. Do we think the David Arquette cancellation was legitimate? Because didn't he say he was injured and then he ended up working a show in between? Well no. Okay, so I think it was legit, but there it was it was a multitude of, of things. Uh so the first first thing was is he signed on to do he signed on to do a movie uh which was not set to film for a while and then the filming dates ended up being on our on our dates then he also got injured then he I'm trying to think how the timeline of this because it's been a while. He was supposed to be out longer than what he, he was. He was supposed to say he had like elbow surgery or hurt his elbow or something. Yeah, which and he then did. he ended up doing a show like a week before Hell on Earth or something like that, I thought. Yeah, he did, but it was a show that ended up booking later because I think he actually he canceled on uh, multiple bookings. Yeah, he did. And so. Because of I, the yellow. I think so. He got injured, but then also there was this, you know, this thing came up where he was contracted to do a filming. Uh, Which was in Youngstown, but the film was l- local, so it was in, it yeah. was in Youngstown. Yeah, but yeah. tell him his business, but could you know could he have well, made it? I don't know. I'm not some, some yeah. deal. I'm not a, something I, with insurance on that. Where yeah, he uh, can't do a certain amount of physical activity while filming. I'm not, a, and I'm not a movie star. You know, I don't know what the what the scheduling is. You know, like he could have been doing a night shoot or something. Uh, but you know, to his credit, uh, he f- just he no wrestler ever ever does anything like this. Uh, you know, because the flight was bought. Obviously, no uh, no promoter is is poning up the extra sixty bucks or whatever it is for the flight insurance. Uh, no problem. The guy, you know, obviously, you know, he's probably a millionaire, but you know, he sends he sends the money back to all the promoters who pitched in on his flight. Uh, cut, you know, cut video, cut a promo explaining the situation to everybody uh, for everyone. You know, for each of the promotions he canceled on to send out so you know i I couldn't i couldn't really be that mad at him i still would really love to book him uh i'm glad i didn't you know spring for all that scream merchandise to get autographed and flip on ebay but uh yeah so that was like the first thing and you know i thought uh, you know i i thought that you know david arquette was gonna draw like a motherfucker so like that was like a serious fucking bummer yeah uh so we find that out, and then we find out that, then go back to Ethan Page, we find out we can't use him. Well, this is like, that's like the week of, I think. Everything, I think everything else was the week of. Yeah, so something happened, like, I don't know, like if TNA just decided that they were going to run a show randomly or something. In Mexico. Mexico. I it was Mexico, they, they had yeah. tapings. They had tapings in Mexico. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what happened, or if he had just resigned, or... or I can't really I can't really remember, but TNA ends up pulling him off, like pretty, pretty close. Or you know, I think I think what it was is he was kind of off TV and just doing nothing, and somebody got injured, and they because the tapings were already happening, and I think somebody got injured, and they were like, oh, we have Ethan Page signed to a contract. Let's you know, we better just get him, and. Uh, yeah. 
because I think that's I think that's when he did the thing with because he was Sidell. he was just always like Chandler Park up until this yeah, taping. I that, so I think that's when when Seidel got hurt or when Seidel was getting hurt, where like he was in the process of being hurt. So they had to have someone to like be his muscle to wrestle Willie Mack and Rich Swan. So it ended up being Ethan Page. Yeah. So you know so he ends up canceling. So then on top of all that too. I don't remember if it was to replace him or, or it was or uh, so this was this was the match that Thorne had booked to kind of replace Arquette was was Ethan Page no 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 he this was is the one I'm going to talk he was in my <coughs> got it so the then the, the one we were going to replace David Arquette with was Tracy Smothers correct and then we lose Tracy Smothers which you know I know I I, I kind of left it on a on a cliffhanger because uh, the message I got from Tracy Smothers was like pretty troubling like. I thought it was like, like, you somebody's gonna have to go check on him, and if he's not heard from in a couple of days, kind of message. Uh, and I don't know really. Like, I guess you know he took offense to some of the the online promotion that MGF was doing, heading the, you know, like kind of pushing the match. And you know, I know I know Dom knows a little bit more about this. Yeah. So I was actually at, on a show with Max the night. Maxwell. Yeah, Maxwell, sorry. Maxwell, the night that it all kind of, the promotion started happening. So Thorne announces the match, and Maxwell posts on Facebook calling Tracy an old man. Well, Maxwell gets a message from a mutual wrestling friend, and he says, yo, you messed up. And he's like, what? I'm just promoting the match. He goes, no. He goes, there's one thing you don't call Tracy, old. He goes, because he gets really defensive about it, and he's, he's super sensitive about being old. So from what we were told, everything that he was calling Maxwell was coming straight from the heart. He wanted to kill Maxwell. Yeah, and he sent him old. he sent him like a message directly that yeah, said, "I'll show him, you, old motherfucker." Or something yeah, it was like that. something along those lines. And then you know, wow, Max is Max is freaking out because he thinks that Chasey Smothers is going to shoot on him. I mean, and, shoot him. Yeah, and I don't know. So, and, and I don't know if like Tracy just got like upset about it or what or i don't know what happened but he sent me a message that was basically like i'm retiring from the business i'm done i'm not taking any bookings anymore uh don't you know don't contact me sort of thing like i'm just i'm done with the business and uh i was just like i you know i hope you reconsider you know what i mean and yeah he never he never responded to me and I, so i was like all this on Thanksgiving night, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it, like he, it was like literally yeah, like shows the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's not surprising that Tracy has a button because he's a pretty weird dude. But I'm surprising that it's old. That he's yeah. Because I mean that one. <laughs> he you can't. It's one thing you can't have any control over is that. So I, I don't know. It, it happens. I mean, unless you got a nice supply of like adrenochrome, and old Tracy, he might have spent too much money on the helicopters. Not well, the helicopters. Well, that keeps his knees fresh, so yeah. he doesn't have to walk as far. Yeah, exactly. Xbox should have worried about him coming in with an Apache helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this is like Tracy cancels like 10 p.m. or something on Thanksgiving. Like I'm, you know, doing like I'm at my like family thing, just like hanging out. I think watching like Home Alone or something, and uh, you <laughs> know, shocker relaxing after after some mashed potato sandwiches. Are you, are you bad talking Kevin McAllister over there? No, I'm saying I'm surprised I'm not surprised he was watching it. Okay. So uh then I'm like fuck. Like uh what am I gonna this is like, you know, Arquette was a marquee thing, this MJF Tracy Smothers was a marquee thing. Yeah. Uh you know obviously La Park LA Park and uh Gage was still on, but like you know even that like oh even then, that almost falls through, which I just remembered. But uh, you know, so I'm freaking out, and I'm I'm talking to Swoggle, and I'm seeing, you know, I'm like, I look at flights, you know, from where he's from, and it's like pretty much exactly the same as it always is, and it's like the day of, so like I'm blowing him up, and like he's not, you know, we we kind of break that down last week on the podcast, but like he wasn't getting back to me, you know, until he doesn't finally get back to me till the morning, and I, you know, I buy a flight like day of sort of thing and then uh so yeah so this show was the last show at mount carmel was was feeling a little cursed on top of you know everything with mount carmel everything with mount carmel that was going on, on which, top of magnum ck too which yeah we'll, we'll get to that i think as we get to to his Cause, match because there was there was a truly sm- it was a hell on earth for yeah. john thorne it really truly. was uh because there was a part of me that thought 
that we were going to show up and they were just going to be like, no, you know what I mean? Because like they had, t- they had spoke to Pedro and Pedro and I checked with him that week and Pedro was like, the guy assured me that we can do this one. But I was like, if they are so mad about wrestling, like I just like, I even said like to the, you know, to the guys doing the ring crew, I said, try to get there earlier than usual, because if something's going to happen, I want to know early. early so yeah. if we got to try to, put something together with a last minute building like we we could give it a shot like i i i'd contacted uh another venue just to see if it was available and i did i did have a hold on it uh just just in just in case because i i really did think that you know uh frankie flynn or whoever was going to go get the keys to open unlock the place and they're going to be like no you get you guys can't do it well thankfully they didn't say that uh, we got there. The place was packed. So many people showed up, despite there being no David Arquette. They were, they were ready. I think immediately to see L.A. Park take on Nick Gage, oh. and in general to see L.A. Oh. Park. But what happened there, John? Well, I'll say okay. So then, uh, you know, like you got to book all these luchadors kind of through like middlemen and stuff like that. So, um, and everybody communicates in the lucha libre community on this app called WhatsApp, which is like you could send voice messages back and forth. Uh, and it works on Wi-Fi. I think that's why they do it. So I get like a message in the morning like, hey, bro, did you, have you heard from LaPark? And I'm just like, no, like you're the guy. You're the LaPark guy. You know, like I don't know. Like, Have you heard from LaPark? He's like, oh, man. He's like, I woke up to all these crazy text messages that said that they're stuck in traffic and uh, they don't think they're going to make their flight. And uh, There's traffic in Mexico? <laughs> apparently and then he's like they sent him like photos of the traffic and like he sent it to me he's Human like traffic. stock footage and he's like did you did you hear did you hear anything and i'm like no dude like so i'm calling the airline i'm trying to find out if they these fucking guys got on the, the flight you know and it's like some weird mexican airline of course you know what i mean so i'm like i'm trying to figure all that out like and the guy whatever like, a person that doesn't speak Spanish does talk really slow and put O at the end of all your words when you're trying to explain it to them? No. No. I was under a high-stress situation, man. And uh, because all uh, everything was going wrong with this show. And, uh, you know, the guy that I'm dealing with, he's like, well, I haven't heard from him, so like, let's just assume they got on the flight. And I'm like, dude, I'm not assuming anything. Yeah. Like, I want to know for sure that they're, that they're coming. And, uh, you know, finally, like... I got through to somebody and uh, they were like, oh, yeah, that, you know, this this flight, you know, these guys checked in. So I was like, so they're on the flight. And they're like, yeah, that's that looks like it. So I was All like, right. well, well, at least are, are there two guys on. with masks on the plane right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there are. So, yeah, it's it was just kind of like a, a total fucking clusterfuck. So then we open doors and we're getting ready and we're doing this signing. Right. Okay. <sighs> Fuck. So. <laughs> so keep, keep in mind, also, folks. By the way, uh, we were asked to book his son with him. So there were already things that we had to go through, like different things we had to do to acquiesce. Yeah. To. So it's like two flights, and yeah. then it's you know it's uh, I had to fly them to Cancun, in which that other promoter was just like. No, I'm not throwing in on it. And, like, which I have a feeling of what happened is, is, like, the other promoter did throw in on it, but he just gave that money to LaPark, who did not give it to me, sort of thing. Because I was like, hey, can I, like, get this? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. was, like, it was, like, it was a lot of money in flights. You know what I mean? Because they didn't come from, like, Mexico City. They came from some, like, weird town I never heard of. Like, it was, like, BJX or something was, like, the, was like the airport code, I think, or something like that. So they had to go from there to Cleveland There's to Cancun. Baja, California. Which well, that's is like San a, Diego. That's underneath San Diego, though. Yeah, yeah they came Mexico, out of Mexico. I, so maybe, I think it, it was, was a B. It, it was something with a B or an X. That's all I know. Uh, so anyway, you know what I mean? Like part of this deal that I negotiated was, you know, like I have to do these two flights. It's very expensive. Laparca La himself is a, is, is a pretty extraordinary fee. Um, which is understandable. He's, you know, he's yeah. one of the biggest stars in Mexico right now. Uh, but 
you know, so a part of this deal that I, that I work out is, you know, he'll do the meet and greet in which, you know, we, we will retain what, what comes in for the meet and greet to kind of offset all these additional flight costs. Um, you know, and every guy that we bring in is kind of like a different deal. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's them keep, like sometimes like they want to go, like it's like halves, like everything's a a different deal. Like there's no set way that these meet and greets work. Uh, so, you know, he goes out there, you know what I mean? There's, you know, we have the eight by tens, we, you know, which we have to incur that cost. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, he goes out there, they do a couple, here comes uh Wes Barkley. He wants he wants to talk to you. So I go up and uh he speaks very bad English and uh, I'm ex- trying to explain the situation to him and he said no, 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 no. Uh we get the middle man on the on the phone and uh you know, he's telling me like he wants the money and I'm like, "Well, that's not the deal." You know what I mean that we worked out and he's like, "Well, he's going to throw a fit, bro." And I'm like, "Dude, that's not the deal." You know, like that is not the deal. So then uh, he's like, well, he's he says he's not going back out. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like we're going back and forth. And I'm like, dude, like I got all this stuff made. Uh, I bought these flights. And then he's like, well, you know, he's saying that, you know, now he's mad that you've produced things with his with his trademark image on them. And I'm like, dude, like this was all talked about in advance. Yeah. And like we are going back and forth and back and forth. And like, that's why, you know, somebody, somebody asked like what was going on with the meet and greet. It's like, we're having to renegotiate all the terms of the booking, like right then, like right then and there. And he speaks no English really. And it's like, we're passing a phone back and forth, back and forth. And like, finally, you know, like I agreed, like finally I was like, fine. You know what I mean? Like we will split it just to just to get it done with because uh it like as a promoter like there's like you could stick to your guns but at the end of the day like people had already saw him they saw that he was there and like what yeah you know if he did not go back out you know what i mean like or if he refuses to even have a match that's yeah and that's what i was scared of like that was he never really refused to have a match but like that i'm sure that was not outside the realm of possibilities right you know what I mean? So like at, at that point, it was kind of like I had to, you know, the, sh- the the show hasn't started. The meet and greet hasn't even started yet. You know what I mean? Like people are people are in there. Two so pe- it's like there were two people deep, and then it's yeah, stopped. like there was two exchanges, yeah. and then he went like, oh, hold on, you know, and uh, so you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you got to pick your battles and go like, okay, like I'll I'll give up half of this half of this deal that even though it was the deal that we discussed. I'm going to I'm going to give up half of it just to get people who want to meet him to meet him and get the show going because it's like I don't know what other 8000 problems are going to are happening downstairs right now right. you know what I mean so it's like uh you know I just kind of like uh and I hate I hate doing that like I hate backing down in that situation but it's like he was the main attraction on the show, and it's like you sometimes you just have to you just have to pick your battles, and you know if I given up half of you know half the meet and greet or whatever, like whatever I had to do that, and he was he took a tally for every single thing he did, and then and they, yet they kept the tickets as well. Yeah, that we you know because people people basically buy a ticket for what it is that they want to get, whether it's eight by ten. Or the photo opportunity, or the combination, and he made well, Wes Barkley and uh, whoever else was assisting him on well, this meeting. Parker, greet, they yeah. had to keep every single ticket. No, he kept it. He kept it himself. Oh, he and kept then, himself. And then it was like, and then he counted them out afterwards. Well, then it was like he went to like the pay window and was like, "Okay, you owe me this. Yeah. You owe me this much." All of a sudden, he understood everything once <laughs> once well, it turned did, out to how much make, money he, he was did owed. Did make Wes Barkley speak in Spanish to count uh, money denominations? All like, the way to what? Uh, they definitely were up, were up on uh, up into a hundred for sure. I couldn't go that far. Well, when no Mark way. was able to do that, I can't. Was. I can't. That's that's count to a hundred. College educated young man. Well, I know that, but that so doesn't mean I, but I, doesn't mean I can speak Spanish. <laughs> so yeah, that's Worldwide's over here trying to see how high he can go right now. Let us know. When focus you get on there. English numbers first, worldwide. So it's like you know, like let's just you know let let's just be done with it and you know and move on and uh, you know like. 
you're de- I'm dealing with the Magnum thing. Um, you know, not to not to throw your business out there worldwide, but worldwide comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, uh, my my brother is probably gonna die right now," and yeah. I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, like, you know, it's yeah, like, that was a fucking. I mean. You had your own hell on earth that week. <laughs> Tell you about. It. I already. I don't deal with the holidays well at all in the least. And then earlier in that week, we got the news about Magnum, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks. He's got to retire." And I was all emotional about that. And then, like all of a sudden, like a day later, it's like, "You guys are getting strapped up." And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck," because you know, appreciate it, but also not ready for it and not deserving it, and like a million other things. But you said you wanted to wrestle him one last time, and it's like, yeah, that is true. There was a plan for for Trey and Chase, but you know, Trey kind of fucked up in Akron, so. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's like the, 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 the crazy that like do ring crew. It goes a long way, guys. Well, it's not even that, but it's like, everyone wants to know about the big booking meeting and the big, you know, the big plan and, uh, and the script and everything else. Like it, it's more a matter of circumstances than anything else. There was the, there was the stuff, uh, you know, there was the stuff with, with Trey and then that's true for some stuff. Probably. I mean, oh. Some stuff you're gonna make happen as as much no, as you that, can. Other real. stuff, other stuff you're just gonna go with whatever you. It's like you this feel. is like Thorn. Thorn's got like a list of post its that he just pulls off a wall when something goes wrong and just throws it away at this point. That's that's pretty much how that week went, especially with that tag title situation, because there was a hundred different ideas that you came up with. That's what I mean for something that's not, you know, but like top level main event type stuff. Well, you're going to roll with the punches. Well, even then, though, a lot of it is like circumstances because at one time there was a plan to where uh, the Weird World was going to cash in in Mania weekend. Uh, you know that was a, that was a, that was a dual that was a dual plan. It was you know get them yeah. get them their spot, but you know also maybe they're they're in and out in front of a, a crowd that's not used to them, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know then all this happened with Magnum, and it's like, well, you know these guys got they got this title shot. Let's Let's do it. You know, I came up with this idea to kind of swerve and everything else, but... It was the idea of, well, Magnum just won, and the Weird World are the good guys, and we don't want the crowd to boo the Weird World, so, you know, you had to come up with an idea that worked, you know, well enough that the crowd still would feel the empathy towards Magnum, but also still, you know, love the Weird World. Yeah, you really, really broke it all down there. Uh, But, yeah, so anyway, after this LaParque stuff happens, L.A. Park, LaParca, however the fuck you say it properly... Uh, so like, uh, I look at Weird World and he looks, or I look at Worldwide and he looks like he's seen a ghost. I'm like, you all right, man? Like, I'm giving him like the everything's gonna be you're you're gonna be fine thing. And he just goes, my brother's about to die, I think. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah, like two what? hours before like, the show started. What the fuck? And uh, and you and Carson, I mean, I was already doing it, but you guys were like outside while I was out dealing with this, and they're like. You just got to put your phone away, dude. And they're like, that's what I did. I just fucking told my family. I'm like, don't hit me up for the next few hours and let me know what the fuck happens. Because I know that you, I know that uh, you were already feeling Some stress, stress from from the like the pressure or whatever you want to oh, call yeah. it of like winning a championship or whatever. You know what I mean? Like whatever, like weird thing happens to a wrestler when that that happens. And then, you know, then this happens and I'm like, oh my God, like this is like, this is a disastrous like combination right now. And like, uh, so if anyone noticed me not being like the most jolly and insanely uh, fun guy at the after party or even after the win, I honestly had no idea. So there's a lot of people that like didn't find out for like like a while. Thorne told me at the after party about an hour or so into it. So you were fine as far as i could tell yeah because i also had people babysitting you at the after party uh you know making sure you didn't full full on uh lose your mind no no i was pretty i mean it's something we've been expecting for years but obviously that doesn't prepare (coughs) you for it at all but um no i was fine at that show like compared to how i was the next month and that's a whole other fucking can of worms but yeah i mean so you know i i I guess emotional night what yeah Very like emotional. what like what what goes through you know what goes through your mind at that point like i mean were you ready to just leave like no i wasn't ready to leave i mean i fucking i was gonna get it done and all that shit i mean 
if we already had the belts and uh, you know we were supposed to drop them or something, then yeah, it's mean, family emergency. Uh, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> might have had to have uh, you know I had, you know he could die at any minute. I gotta go, guys. No matter can't, what, can't drop these boys. But um, Kevin Nash heart attack, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I kid. But um, no, that was actually our running joke after uh, fucking we won them. I was like. This is where the weird world starts actually really like pounding pavement and hitting other territories. Every time AIW runs, we're like, oh, we got this weird booking in uh, Georgia. Gotta, gotta go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, alas. But I don't know. It was fun. Like, there was a point in time in the night where, like, I was, like, just in my head and, like, it was after we won. And, like, I fucking, like, finally, I just, like, pulled Weird Body aside and, like, grabbed, like, Pulled weird by his side and like grabbed the bev and I was like, "Hey man, take a bunch of stupid pictures of us with these fucking titles." Got to throw it out there and like you know that sort of like got me like a little bit back into like that moment versus like whatever the hell was happening like 400 miles away. You're going like going into the match. Then once you put your phone away, did it help serve a little bit of a distraction for you because there's so much to concentrate on? I mean, it was a hot four to six, so there wasn't that much to uh, concentrate on, but. uh I don't know. And then, like, I don't know. I, poly- I like, told Magnum in advance. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're going to have, like, everyone out on the ramp and shit after, uh, you know, our match and you're, like, giving your going away speech. And I just don't want you to be offended, but I'm going to be just pounding vodka in the basement because uh, I got some shit on my mind. And he was like, dude, 100% okay. Da, 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 da. And, yeah, hugged it out with him and it was cool. And is that what you did? Did you pound vodka in the basement? Uh, yeah, I definitely hit one of the couple of Tito's vodkas that we had faved in the basement. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And, uh, I don't know. It was like, it was definitely a thing, and it happened. Like, did did it make you feel any better or uh, nothing? Honestly, well, I mean, we can get into this more in the next episode, but, like, I fucking, like, it kind of almost, like, sort of, like, I mean, if, like, the thing with my brother hadn't happened, it still, like, is a toss-up over how it would have made me feel. Right. Because, like, it, like, didn't feel like, I mean, afterwards, after I won it, I fucking, like, grabbed, like, Philly in the basement, and I was like, you guys fucking work for this shit way fucking harder than us, like, fucking, you guys are, like, a way more bust-ass tag team, and I just want to let you know that I can't wait for the day that you guys fucking have these things. And, like, because, like, I just honestly, like, fucking, I mean, I'm not the best pro wrestler at all. In ring, bell to bell, like, you know, whatever. And, like, you know, so for the position I was at, so then, like, to win a title, like, it just, like, almost made me feel like a fucking fraud in a way. And, like, in, like, a way that, like, I wasn't expecting. Like, for example, like, I knew, like, possible there's a possibility of, like, mania. And, like, you know, taking over mania for, like, you know, a weird, just fucked up thing to happen. And I was ready for that because I was like, oh, after the new year, I'm going to fucking hit training more, do this, do that, da la la And then all of a sudden, it's like, here they are. And I was like, I don't, we don't, I don't fucking deserve this. And like, it's like, like I said, it's just those circumstances, circumstances. That, yeah, that, that came together. It was together. the thing that made the most sense. And so, like, so, I mean, and I appreciate it fucking to death, like, regardless. And it's like fucking sick. But like, at the same time, like, it was like, I don't know. It's been established in the past that I, I don't, I, I don't handle success very well. And success is very relative for me. So sometimes there's a lot of things you don't handle very well, though. Oh, well. But like, <laughs> you say like it made you feel like a like a fraud. Do you, like, do you think that? And I mean, if we have to cover the rest of this show at the next episode, that's fine. I don't care. You know, like because uh, sometimes if you got something going like this, you yeah, just got to roll with it. Yeah. But like, you know, you, you you say like it made you feel like a fraud. Do you, like do you think that it, not so much a fraud, but do you think like maybe it was more of like um like a wake up call to you in the fact that like there was you, you a had, sense you have you have been like you've been living the life of the pro wrestler you know what i mean but like you haven't been living the life of a pro wrestler you know like it, it was kind of like like uh, there was times where i felt like and not specific to you but i i feel like there's times where guys like to say that they're pro wrestlers and, like, they like the idea of, like, saying, like, hey, I'm a pro wrestler and, like, this is, you know, like, uh, it's, like, a it's a good topic of conversation at the bar. But, you know, it's, like... I avoid it. 
at the bar anymore. But these like, days, and but. I'm saying it's not specific to you. But like, yeah. do you feel like, like maybe like subconsciously you felt like, oh shit, like this is like the real deal now. If we're being honest, I'd fucking been feeling that way for a while. Like, I mean, like, cause I just like felt myself like, I don't know. Also like fucking like, you know, when I'm like antidepressants and like, they've helped a lot. I mean, weird body will tell you like, you know, if like the shit that happened to me, like, you know, last November, December happened a year before it would have been a whole other fucking like nightmare of a story. Right. Like I would have been like just on one point, like 8 billion versus just on one. And, um, so they've helped, but like at the same time, like I'm still like adjusting to those. They've like added probably about like 10 or 15 pounds that I wouldn't really like around. Like I like doing everything completely as I was. Duke pointed that out. Yeah. yeah, Duke <laughs> called me. And fucking AJ gray, you 229 pound piece of shit. But, um, yeah, because usually I'm around 220 to 229, and then it like, just kept on climbing, and like now I'm like itching between like 230 and 240, depending on like shit, spit, and sweat. But it, yeah, so like, I don't know, I've been adjusting to that, and that's even like adjusted, like, you know, just like moving around in the ring and shit, and it's just the difference of 10 pounds, so it's idiotic. And then on top of that, I mean, fuck, we'll just go into like, you know, the aftermath of this shit. Like, I go out to Milwaukee the next week. You know, deal with like, you know, pulling the plug, da 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 da, hanging out with family, this, that, all that shit. And then I come back, and like by that point in time, like it had been like probably like 13 days since I had last like lifted weights. And usually I'm like never like without like maybe there will be like a two day break here and there, like without like lifting or anything. And then I just went back to like fucking lift back to biceps and like deadlifted it was fine did this it was fine that was fine and then like all of a sudden i was like on the third rep of like just standing like you know dumbbell curls and my back just shit right out of me and like so then like i had to fucking i like tried to fix it for a couple of days and i went to the hospital and they put me on a bunch of new fucking muscle relaxers which just made me even more miserable than i already fucking was because i'm just i hate them but uh and then like all of a sudden like you know fucking working out which like you know is like one of the things that like helps keep me like mentally clean yeah and like i'll reckon yeah recommend it to anyone that can fucking do it but uh that was taken away so then i was like just like alone with your thoughts yeah triply inside my head and then i like i think i went on like a mini sabbatical around that point which like then just it was yeah shit got really incredibly dark and sucked real real bad but Thankfully, I'm happy to report that uh came out on the other uh, side of it and uh, pretty stoked now. But, yeah. Were you able to maintain your sabbatical? Uh, Well, I just, like, I think I set, like, a short one or something. Okay. I don't know. I'm, like, on a pseudo-sabbatical right now that I'm having a pretty good time with. Duke looks ready to ready to ask you something. Uh, no, but I, I'll, I'll throw something in there. What's a pseudo-sabbatical? All right, pseudo-sabbatical, the way I'm... Because either, either it counts or it doesn't count, right? Well, here's the thing. I'm giving myself, it's like a flex sabbatical or a soft sabbatical because... A soft, soft sabbatical. Because um, it started basically like, I don't know, fuck, like last Sunday or I don't know. I'm on like day 11 of it, but like I want to take it to all the way to the end of uh, February. Because, you know, that's a good couple of months to, like, just save some money and, like, you know, go to the gym and not be at bars and shit because it's cold outside anyway. So, fuck it. But also in the name of not driving myself insane and also because I know there are, like, between, like, two and five, like, events that, like, I might want to drink at. Like, you know, I'm allowing myself, like, between two and five evenings in that, like, 55 days, like, the option of like drinking. So you got like five get out of jail free cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially think, go to jail for free cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, uh, I'm i going to cash one of those in uh, in a couple of days. There's a band coming through and have a good time with that. And then after that, next time I see it is probably my work Christmas party in early February. And then we got a uh, an event in February that I will uh, after party at since. As long as Doctor Dan could find an after party that actually provides us with well, we'll things. have a. We must not. We might not get anything for free. We'll have a party. Oh, is it somewhere Akron again? Yeah, yeah. February's in Akron. Don't you yeah, pay attention? Yeah, yeah. So okay, so let me ask you this question: mm. as as someone who, uh, people might be surprised to know this or not, but as someone who also abhors the fact when he's alone with his thoughts because he goes to very very dark places. I don't think as surprises well. anybody. Um, 
what's what's the worst part about that for you? Um, it used to be, I don't know. It's like just generally like a fucking like just dim fucking hopelessness, like and like not to the point of like harming myself, like but like there's like definitely like you know like we're all just start making some really weird just decisions with like interacting with like people and this and that or like at work I'll just be like fucking folded into myself and like fucking like scary to like coworkers like to a point like where it's like I think I'm like maintaining and like you know just being like you know doing my work and da 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 and everyone else is like he looks like he's about to like fucking explode or cry at any second and I'm just like I thought I was normal fuck but I don't know yeah it'll like just go like I don't know I'm trying to keep this thing PG-13, so I'm not going to go to some of the uh, fucking hyper-dark places. Why sort now? That's fine. Yeah. Oh, with all the fucks. Oh, well, I'm not trying to take a triple X with uh, all the uh, fucking dark places. But yeah, some fucking dark places. (laughs) I I find it's easier for me to just become the Omega Man when it happens to me. And I just... I just want everyone to just go away. I want to drive to work by myself. I want to go to work by myself. Oh, yeah. and And then it just all just kind of collapses on top of me when i'm you know yeah. at home and people are pretty good about reaching out and people have been also i just want to take this opportunity to fucking thank everyone that like reached out or like fucking like helped out i mean i like wasn't proud of it but i like missed like a week and a half of work and i threw something out on uh instagram and twitter and like people helped me out fucking immeasurably helped like pay for a flight and like this and that from like missed work and shit and like you didn't have to, and that shit fucking still blows my mind. Well, helping helping to pay for a flight when somebody is in real need and has a family situation going is a lot better than a Kickstarter for a concert. These, these, say, oh, these, yeah. these are kind of these are kind of the appropriate yeah. reasons to set up GoFundMe accounts uh-huh. and not for concert tickets. Well, I'm gonna need your help me move your, to Orlando or to do, you know to do other <laughs> stuff like that. Who, who did? Who did? Who did? Oh. Uh, that's debatable. The concert ticket? Who did the concert tickets? The potato? potato. Yeah, potato. Yeah. <laughs> the used. The yeah, used, he had yeah. to see the used. Show him that fucking tattoo. Poor potato. He's gone through a rough time. He should have just like tweeted him that photo over and over again until they gave him a fucking free ticket. Hey, What's tattoo? he selling these days? I know it's not cars. Uh, he's back at Verizon. Direct TV, actually. Oh, oh Direct TV. That's Direct right. TV. Call center? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. But, I was uh, down in, uh, what was is it? Is he still doing the newspaper delivery job? We're not going off on a potato fucking Don yeah. Don rant, okay? It's my sad time, not potato's sad time. God damn it! I, well, I, we 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 empathize. Yeah, that's with it. you, yeah. we don't necessarily with potato. Yeah, so. but well, uh, like I said, I'm gonna need your uh, tax help uh, next year. Oh, I, I, we're all we're all booked up. <laughs> when uh, when I get my well, I'm gonna get this super pack together for my uh, presidential run. Uh, oh yeah, we are you definitely know, we are definitely all booked up. You're gonna do taxes? <laughs> well, no, I'm gonna need fucking you know tax help for uh, this super pack that's gonna get you're started gonna se- for you're my gonna uh, 2020 run. You're gonna send me to my dark place worldwide. I don't know if I want to go there that that early in 2020. Duke, Duke has a hard enough time making my taxes work. Huh? Right. I guess you don't want to spot in the cabinet. I have, I have cool. a hard enough time. Right. I was ready to reach across the aisle. <laughs> I have a hard enough time making it work for people that pay. So you know, hey, but we're getting paid. No, I'm not talking about the guy to my right. He's he's talking about he's yeah. like paying to do taxes. Hey man, I'd let you live your dreams. <laughs> I, I pay you in dreams. Oh, is that what it is? Frenching on the rails. Coming up a little short. I pay you in dreams. <laughs> where else? Where else are you going to get to French on the rails? Uh, pretty much wherever you want, Steve Guy. If you can find a find a willing partner. Well, that's yeah, that's the tricky part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's tricky. Tell me about it's it. Tricky. Dark place. Yeah. So I was I was a little I was a little you know we'll probably wrap this one up and just get to yeah, hell on earth it? another time right. soon. But wait, we have a show. What this was yeah. the hell oh, hell on what now? Right. But uh, well, yeah. Wait, some other matches happening. Uh, we'll get to we'll that. Get to yeah. any matches. Don't but worry. Uh, yeah, I was I was spe- I was specifically pretty worried about you, but uh, I know I you know I kind of. Sent you, sent you some things and trying to, trying to spring you out of it, you know, and give you some advice. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like when, uh, and I've noticed it, you know, over the years of knowing you, is like sometimes it's like when you get in that place, it's like, 
all doom and gloom or nothing. It's like the only thing you want to comment on is an additional bad thing that could potentially happen to you. Oh yeah, it's which, peaks and valleys. Which is oh, no, it's all it's it's all valleys. I think for you, <laughs> it's valleys and deeper valleys, chasms. <laughs> which is which is w- when when we get to well, welcome to the party, pal. That was a I, I think I think you were in a valley and you were trying to pull things on top of you. You know what I mean, like. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. You were uh, you, you were in one of your your more epic of uh, just total one, like I don't even know what how probably to describe. the most dismal I've ever been like at an funk. AIW show in the history of me being at AIW shows. A funk is not strong enough of a term. Yeah, it was, you know, and but uh, there was a there was a point in time where you know I was like, man, I don't know if he's ever going to snap out of this one. Uh, and then, you know, I saw you at UXWA last week, and everyone's like, oh, man, Worldwide's in the best mood of his whole life. It was... We, we can get to that per Razor sharp. That's days. why. You Hanging good? out with Sharp. You feeling good now? I feel, I mean, I think feeling that good, uh, you know, no. But I feel great. Fucking went to training, like, you know, a couple days later. Yeah, back's feeling better for sure. Oh, right? back's feeling amazing. Let me tell you people something. People spend all this goddamn money on chiropractors and shit. Couple back bumps, fucking straight as fucking arrow. I'm good to go. You're the only person I think on earth that enjoys to take bumps. Just back bumps. Just back bumps. Uh, so, what, what do you? Th- what made you in such a good mood uh, at the UXWA? I don't know. I just you know was able to. Because usually in. you dread any sort of ring rental operation or like non AIW like operation. UXWA is like pretty stress-free like i mean because like also we're in control of it versus other ring rentals where like it's another company that like maybe never makes any sense and like only serves to fucking like enrage and make you fucking like despise anyone that enjoys or participates in pro wrestling you know i don't know what companies do that that we ring uh rent rings to but um it happens so you were ready for razor sharp at (laughs) uxwa i i want nothing more i mean I mean, oh, no. Speaking of, who can be interrupted? Just one all second. I want to do on this earth is be in a nice six-man tag against Razor Sharp. Against or with? Against. Against. Okay. Yeah, I want him getting that hot tag, and I'm. He tur- I know. I know. He turned heel. So I know. He, wait, whoa, whoa! The ultimate babyface, Razor Sharp, turned heel. He did. And I, I am stunned. I'm legitimately stunned by that. Number one. I know. I know a lot of people don't know what we're talking about uh, <laughs> out there, but uh, we we do help out with uh, we're a up business, a local promotion. Uh, UXWA in which uh, you know we rent the ring to them and stuff and uh, they you know they have myself and Dom book the cards for them other than the promoter Razor Sharp gets full creative control over everything he does so he didn't clear this with anybody to turn he did it on the fly he did, did it on the fly? He did it oh, on the fly. Abs- what a pro. That abs- dude is a straight-up pro. Abs- he, could, he, could, he could take no. the crowd that he has in the palm of his hand right here and on the fly go you know what I'm I'm screwed. I'm turning. I and, so, and did it work? It, did it work? I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't yet. there. So I, I got there late. I missed it. But oh, uh, so from what I was told is there was a little situation, whatever, and uh, he was he's te- now teaming with Wes Barkley and Josh Bishop, and they were like, we should go get him, and then uh, he's like. No, you know, because they're you know they're baby faces or whatever, and then I guess Razor Sharp they're at the they were like near the entranceway, and Razor Sharp goes, you know what, go get him, <laughs> and then you know he he turned heel, and then wow. and then so they go out and they attack PME who are like Wes Barkley and Josh, Wes Barkley yeah. and Josh, okay. champions, one of the most over acts you know on the show, and Razor Sharp comes jolly strolling out. He was the third man, is what you were you're about to tell yes. me. He was the third yes, man. Yes, he was the third man. But they hit a choke slam on Marino, and then uh, Josh pins him, and Wes Berkeley counts the fall, and Wizard Drum comes out and just hands Wes and Josh the tag titles. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So Razor Sharp, I'm I'm watching this from like the announcers table, and I go to the back, and Razor Sharp's got the most guilty little smile on his face. I go, Razor, I go, you just turned heel, buddy. He goes, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, at, he knows. At the, at the, it's funny you said the third man because at the UXWA after party, Razor Sharp was comparing his turn. He said the only other turn comparable to this, Hulk Hogan. And that, yeah, that you don't believe that? Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. He said it, I believe that for he a said, second. He said it was I mean, the I, most shocking turn since Hulk Hogan. I, could, I, I can't believe he just told me he turned, he turned heel. UXWA, Ultra Extreme Warrior Association, 
It's something else. Now, getting, I think that's what it's Getting for. back to what I wanted to mention, I don't know. I know most you. I know you don't watch football, and worldwide, I don't know if you watch football. I watch. I watch the the Browns reality show. On Have HBO. you watched the playoffs where they're using Razor Sharp's music for yes, yeah, commercials it's a for the playoffs? Nike, it's a Nike commercial. Is it a Nike commercial? I, think, or, I yeah. thought it's an NFL. Commercial. I think you ain't ready. Has been on like every like yeah. At, hey, I thought that's. I thought that's point, I thought first of all, I'm a, never ready. At what point but, the Browns used to come well, out to it? Well, let's remember Razor Sharp's on, theme is hold custom. On, hold on. Yeah, I thought it's a oh, custom. It is custom, but it's, it's the it's the, the beat. You're, it's the it's the beat. beat. Yeah, but it's not the razor sharp theme. You ain't ready for razor sharp. Is is it's I understand that, song. but hey, when I'm when I'm at the bar or I'm at home watching the game, I pop when it comes on. And I'm looking around because I'm not ready. No one's ready. I'm gonna end it go like. Ahead, go ahead, Thorn. Go ahead, Thorn. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna end it like this, and I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna hope that I can get. The Razor Sharp's theme song, and I can edit it in right here, so we can just fade away. Oh, we can with the Razor Sharp We're theme. We're not ready. Not Jeff ready. Traxler. We are not ready. We need it. You have it. I know you do. We'll, we'll talk about the show, the actual AIW show next week. All right. Well, for everybody here, Duke, John Thorne, Worldwide Keller, Dom Greeny. My name's Steve Guy, and uh, well, if we're ready, we'll talk to you next week. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. For Razor Show. Hey yo, you better be ready for war when you step into this ring. And you better be ready for action if you know what I mean. Razor Shaw cutting them down with the intentions of making them bleed. And if he needs a helping hand, no, we can always call no scheme. Uh huh. And I'ma be coming with a troop of my dog. So yes, I'm in this building ready to abuse y'all. So if you hate us talking static, relax it or we gon' smash it. Scheme ain't taking no names, I just came to kick ass. It's born and raised. In the street of the CLE I'm a representative to a six Until I D.I.E. I'm ready to give the whole world What they've been waiting to see But just remember one thing Man, y'all ain't ready for me You ain't ready You ain't ready You ain't ready For Razor Show Oh, oh, oh.